the people from my hometown still like the that's a funny thing right is i have my shit posting that i do on discord and on twitter and stuff like that and i recently where are you where huh? are you from originally if you don't if you if you don't mind california okay so is it like a concert like a no, 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 no but, but I live in Florida. So I, I'm talking about Floridian people that, that follow me. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, no. So it, 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 I think it's a social media thing, right? Like on Instagram, people don't, people want you to be like pretending to be like you're a better self than you, than you actually are. And, and I'm just not really about that. And I just use every social media just to shit post. So, um, <laughs> I decided to like try bringing over my, my Twitter shit posts over to, uh, um, to Instagram and I have a, you know, people make all sorts of like my fan art of me is the most unflattering fan art you'll find. Uh, one of the first fan arts was, uh, <laughs> was somebody taking a, the gamer from Mars video that said the YouTuber who joined ISIS. And then it was a photo of me in the thumbnail and it says the game of corner. <laughs> like, like that's, uh, I've had, I've had fan shops of me, like me. Uh, so do you know, like the meme where the guy's like holding up the wine glass like that? I think He's so. Like, yeah. So I did that. I, I did that a few, a few uh, months ago where I was like holding up the wine glass like this and kind of, doing that and then people <laughs> actually just the other it was like two days ago somebody a monkey server then made a meme of me with elliot roger and it says a little bit of wine in the belly makes me feel so much better or something like that like <laughs> <laughs> roger over me Kino, would you ever would you ever consider murdering women <laughs> but so so anyway so this, this is the kind of fan art of me that gets made right i get shown no respect in my own in my own community i get shown no respect and uh so i i went and i hung out with another youtuber spooky weep trash we did a little podcast together took a photo of it right and Again, it was somebody in Monkey server. I can always blame Monkey Jones and his audience for this, right? Like they're the worst at this. Uh, they photoshopped over Spooky. Uh, they photoshopped Rodrigo Duterte, and the president <laughs> so, of the you know, Philippines. President of the Philippines. Oh, Duarte, so, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah so it Based. made it look like I was taking a photo <laughs> selfie with Rodrigo Duterte, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is funny. So I'm gonna post this onto my. Uh, I'm on my Instagram and I just like the caption was just like got a selfie with the president of the Philippines very cool (laughs) (laughs) was it just your face on like a little Filipino boy (laughs) no I'll show you I'll show you the photo here um it wasn't that it wasn't that long ago well done it actually like you can obviously tell it's a shop but but you're missing the whole point it's like that some boomer in your town freaked out. Right? Yeah, so some boomer in my town freaked out. Uh, well, they knew who he was. Yeah, it was like his old teacher. Just like who? Which which fucking uh, Home Depot worker is that? No, no, it was my old. <laughs> no, it was my old English teacher. Uh, hold on, Kino, you gotta my... you gotta hold it up again. The camera was not on you at the time, so we didn't get a, oh. a proper look at this Photoshop. Oh, okay. I'll just keep talking so the camera's on me, but you can yes. see me with Rodrigo Duterte. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of so, look more uh, like James Dean, the porn actor there. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so then my my senior high school English teacher commented and goes, "Super period awkward period." I delete this. She's Wait, a total. Why you... why she she said, pepper? "Yikes." She said, she not basically, a good look. She, yeah, basically that. No, I'm not for, like, I have a public page. Anyone can follow me. I'm oh, not going to make, right, 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 you, right, you know, right. so anyone can follow me. So, yeah. So, like, she follows me. She screenshotted and it and put it on our Chapo Trap House shortly thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> this white woman telling you you should not, you know, talk to brown Filipino people. That's yeah. No. Funny. So what's funny is I showed that this. That guy and is I ha- wild, though. 
too. I have a lot of. Yeah, um, he's got death squads for uh, drug cool. user. He's, kills he's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's pretty, he's, you know, he, you know when you get that power where you're just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, who's daughter? I believe no there's one. a story about yeah. him when he was like captain of the police force or something about how he just like straight up shot like some mafia guy. <laughs> he and he's like, he I don't know. Yeah, he killed someone. Yeah. Before. It's on his Wikipedia. Like, it is. Fucking. <laughs> Straight up, just like he's, shot someone. He's, he's and, like, a baller. No one cares. He's, and his he's son is also a, gang, so yeah. a drug dealer, and, and his, he's killing drug dealers. So it's like his daughter. His daughter is honestly pretty good looking, and oh, yeah. she's going to be running for president in the next cycle against Manny Pacquiao. So, so the Philippines. <laughs> That's Kino's takeaway from the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his daughter. daughter she's she could she could come to Kino. Like she I usually don't think that Filipino women are hot because they look like Filipino men, tiny and round and <laughs> and broad shouldered, but well, yeah, I, I, like I see Asians. what you mean. I like Asian women. I like I like how they That's, look. You should you should That's meet not, that, wait, okay, if you like Asian women, I, I got this person you really have to meet. I think you guys would get along. I think that? you'd have a long relationship together. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a it's an Asian it's woman me? that I know. It's called Hans. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, dude, oh, wow. I'm about to pay Hello. off. Oh hey. You know you always got to pay off, and then like, Hans, like, holy shit, he doesn't even have hair. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, the the most beautiful women look beautiful without hair. Look at Sinead O'Connor. Oh, so true. dude! There you go. No, yeah. she looks great with a hijab. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you see her? She she wears a hijab now. I, I guess she's like she's Muslim now. Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, isn't Lindsay Lohan? Wasn't she Muslim for a time? She. It's just like I need to redeem myself, so I'm just gonna become she's only Muhammad like thirty two or thirty three <laughs> years old. And yeah, she looks like she's lived three lifetimes. She no, dude, she, she has fifty two. <laughs> like she has lived she looks like Lindsay Lohan looks like your typical mom in Panama City Beach. <laughs> Oh, I mean, what can I what can I say? Did you the see only... the video? Did you see the video where she tries to kidnap like some children from a homeless Syrian woman or something? Like she's searching, she's like, "Yella, yella, come, come!" Like she's like, and she puts on this weird like pseudo. Yeah, she she goes to like a homeless family in this video, and she's live streaming it to Instagram. Uh, you got to see this; it's incredible. So, uh, Wait, Kino, what's the what's the town in Florida that you just mentioned? Panama City Beach. Panama City Beach. Uh, the yeah. only thing that I, reminds me of, it's a bang bus on its early years <laughs> where they would just go to Hialeah. And, <laughs> and, and I just remember being a very confused young 20-year-old watching Bang Bros videos and just being like, this guy is funny and this girl is really stupid. <laughs> just be like, how has this happened? So, so <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to introduce you guys to a kind of pleasure that you have not known. If you have not been to Atlanta. So in Atlanta, there is a strip club called the Claremont lounge. And the Claremont lounge is a very famous strip club as the strippers. There are all, um, how should I put this? Elderly. Oh. Very, very old strippers, very old women, uh, many of whom have very big breasts. One of these strippers, one of her superpowers, one of her parlor tricks, as you might say, is using her boobs to crush cans of Coke. Oh, oh, oh. So What's this her is name? this uh, is the kind of I know her. I have seen her in like the man show or whatever. What's her name? <laughs> crushing watermelons or something. So anyways. Tits? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I I worked for the Atlanta Film Festival. I was a venue captain, meaning that I was kind of running the the day-to-day things at one of the venues uh for the Atlanta Film Festival back in 2015. I think it was 2015 or 2016 uh the the years i just kind of forget you know after alcoholism 11, right um, but um we, there was a documentary about the Claire, claremont lounge that was uh premiering 
at my venue. So we had all these strippers come in, all these very elderly women um, who also happen to be strippers, sex workers. You got to support sex workers. Am I right? Soldiers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the real soldiers you know going to your going to a strip club is is literally more stressful than going to iraq um so how how autistic you are honestly like i think i would be more comfortable with a gun and a bunch of brown people i'm supposed to kill than at a strip club so so maybe yeah have you been to a strip club hans Yes, and I, I, what did you do? I, did not, you just kind of keep your hands to yourself and nervously? Well, say <laughs> the first time I ever went to a strip club was at uh, Zanzibar in Toronto, which Oki might be uh, familiar oh, with. Oh, the Zanzibar. Sure yeah. Yes. Uh, we ended up, me and my drunk friends ended up there one night. And uh, as soon as uh, the strippers approached us, I said, I have no money. So they <laughs> stopped approaching us. <laughs> That's, That's it's easy as that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there was one time, there was one time here in Costa Rica in this Haco Beach uh, place where me and my friends just we were just like, we were all single. We we're just like, fuck it, let's just go to this strip club. Uh, uh, it's like you have to buy two drinks to get in, but the, the cover is free, right? Uh, and then we get in, and it's just, um, uh, they, they look like friends of my, my mom's. You know, we were just like just older women. Nice. We were just like, ah, oh, I. Yeah. I feel I feel more bad than anything else. It's just like yeah. she sits on your lap and she's like, "Lady, you should not be here." You know, it's more like, "Ah, oh, let's let's talk about your life, other than you know, get get me hard or whatever." So it was it was pretty depressing, yeah. So my my like strip strip club uh, history is not. I'm, I'm not very horny when it comes to that shit. It's mostly like, um, this sucks. But what I will say about this, the Claremont Lounge, all the strippers came in, and I'm pretty sure that they came in after their shift had ended, and so they were all pretty drunk, and this one lady came up to me and started, and she was like blonde, she was probably in her 50s, lots of plastic surgery done, big fake tits, right, all the the whole shit, the whole (laughs) shebang, right, (laughs) telling me her whole life story, and then... And she she asked me where I'm from. And I go, well, I'm from Florida. And she goes, I'm from Florida too. And she goes, I bet you can't guess where. And I'm like, you're from Panama City Beach. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Are you Puerto Rican or Cuban? Both. Doesn't matter. Same thing. (laughs) Same place. Yeah. But Panama City Beach is just like, she is the embodiment. Like fake blonde, fake hits, bad plastic surgery in the face kind of overweight, kind of chunky, working as a stripper. That's Panama City uh, Beach for you. What can I say? I'm like, yeah, I spot him like a mile away. Um, it's very, it's very, look at Oki. He's like. I just ate the shawarma. I'm chilling out. I'm feeling good now. So, I was going to say, you know what? Um, anytime I think of Florida. To bring it back to movies, because this is supposed to be a movie podcast. I am going to talk I think about, about a movie here in a second. I, I think about Ratso Rizzo and the way he makes Florida sound extremely well, good. He, he makes cause, it sound he like wants a good, he talks about it very Florida. realistically. Listen, what, speaking no, of strippers, <laughs> what, do you guys, what do you guys think about Looking for Mr. Goodbar? Have you guys seen that movie? Have you, oh, I haven't this seen is it yet. No, I haven't seen it classic. yet. It is I'm, hard to track I'm down. Seen it yet. There's a you guys sent me a link to it. Yeah, there's a Vimeo link in 480p-ish. Uh, that's pretty good and certainly worth your your time. Uh, you guys hype it up film. like like crazy. Like I've seen you tweet about it. I think you did. Yeah. Well, I I think I talk about it mainly just because of the fact it's been so suppressed compared to a lot of big films from the 1970s, and a lot of people aren't talking about it, and there's not much, uh, you know, conversation that's happening, and because of that, nobody seems eager to release it on Blu-ray or even DVD. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best Diane Keaton performances too. It's very subdued and very not not very out there, but the hair character goes through so many emotions that you don't really see that from her on mm. her career where she plays like the no, you older woman, I guess. Well, Richard Gere okay, suffers the same fate where as yeah. soon as you leave like the mid 80s, he just plays like the same therapist, lawyer, 
kind of boring, older, handsome husband that gets mom. cheated on. Yes, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. happens. Kind of character. <laughs> Look, that's uh, what happened when you when you when you mess around with hamsters. Let me tell no, you. Oh yeah. <laughs> but prior to nineteen like eighty four, eighty five, he's actually a very like interesting uh, actor, and certainly the roles that he takes uh, reflect that. And yeah, sort of make it make it right? No, no, I wouldn't say that at all. That? That's the stupidest no? thing you've said. Who, today, who would you compare compare him to? When it comes to like those early roles, because hmm. he's very like James like, Franco, smooth, sleek. <laughs> James yeah. Franco was very smooth and sleek. If and James Franco and had a nice set of white <laughs> hair and a big nose, a big blocky <laughs> nose. Uh, no, I, would, well, I wouldn't say. What's Richard Gere doing like now? Rourke, but Richard Gere now is just he's just like Richard hanging out Gere. on re- refugee ships in the Mediterranean, he, right? I feel like he owns a farm. He owns a farm, and he's a midget. Have you guys not seen the Little People Big World? He looks exactly like that dad. <laughs> it's just really tricky. <laughs> he doesn't get oh, work in America. With little People Big World. I know. I know. Anymore. Little People Big what World. Other, what other? So what years. other midget properties do you watch, Oki? Come on. Uh, well, what other midget this, properties? Little, uh, little known movie called Primal Fear. With is that about midgets? With it's, uh, it's an all Gere midget crew. And, uh, Ed, okay. That's Richard Gear. We're talking about midgets. So this yeah, yeah. conversation yeah. has changed. There's a great Werner Herzog movie about midgets called. Um, uh, That's his first movie, right? Is yeah. that is that where, where, even, uh, even where the guy people. from Game of Thrones, the guy from Game of Thrones, is in like a train station or something, and he's sad, and then a girl no, comes nah, over. Let, let, let me look. Let me he like stole he stole a camera to shoot it or something he said from his universe. I know what movie that is. It's Tiptoes with Gary Oldman. Oh man, dude, Does I haven't seen that, like but yeah, person? I heard that's so like notoriously bad. Even Dwarf started small. That's the Werner Herzog movie. Yeah. And yeah. so there's a great scene in this, right? It's where... a great title. <laughs> yeah. So it's about these dwarves in like this dwarf um commune that decide to overthrow the system. And Terrifying. make anarchy. <laughs> and a little the, adorable anarchy, yeah. Yeah, adorable <laughs> anarchy. It's, it's, it's AA, you know. <laughs> and, and so there's a scene where they decide they're going to marry two the, of the dwarfs together. And it's one who is a woman. And then the smallest dwarf who looks like he's like two feet tall, who's a man. And they put them in a bedroom together and the woman gets up on the bed and and they're supposed to have sex. But the man is so short, he can't get up on the bed. And the camera just sits there and he's running at the bed, jumping, trying to get <laughs> on the bed to have sex for like a minute straight. He can't get up there. Oh, and you you're imagine, just watching it. <laughs> can you imagine being so horny that you're just like, um, I'm like the horniest I've ever been. But the bed is too tall. <laughs> I can't get on the bed. That's that sucks. As a, as a you know, I'm six. Yeah. I'm six two, and I and I live in a third world country. So like this, this country is not made for me at all. Like every time I ride a bus, I hit my head on like the bars or whatever because nothing is like made for people my size. But I can't imagine like being like what four seven and trying to live a normal life and it's and and. Expect people to take you seriously when you sound like that. that that's kind of mean. But you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. it's an interesting film. Like, overall, I think it's a very interesting movie. And there's some very, like, funny parts in it. I wouldn't say it's one of Herzog's best. Like, well, Herzog, your, when he was... A, hmm? What's your favorite movie starring a midget? Sorry, a little person. Little person. Um, that's a great... Great question. Apollo. That's a good question, right? <laughs> That's a good question. A real, a real midget. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so I can't, I can't say Lord of the Rings. I'll say um, double myself trouble, and Irene. Double trouble oh. with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. They got oh, that black midget that was actually, in a bunch of nineties movies and Bad yeah, Santa. Me, myself, and Irene, the same midget. I was talking about the same same guy. Yeah. What was the, the same um, guy from Bad Santa? Okay, if we're right? gonna, if we're gonna, if we're gonna do like shit like that, then. All right, Bubble Boy, Beetlejuice is in Bubble it's the Boy. Same guy, right? Yeah, no. it's the same, no. the same no. one actor. No, 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 no. Yes. Beetlejuice is from the Howard Stern show. He was oh Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Right. He, was, uh, he was in. Uh... Is he a midget though? Yeah, he's, I thought he was he's, like five he's, three. But hold on a second. He he's kind of deformed. So he's deformed, and I feel like that affected his height as opposed to yeah. midgetness. 
he had a whole host of issues. I don't know if we can say it's one thing. The guy. Uh, I don't think. It, I don't think like that qualifies. That. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh man, like if, you, if you're so retarded I mean, fourth... that you just kind of start to shrink, that's. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> Guys, we're talking. We're I, talking I, about I, little people, not that, not someone that's so stupid that you're a midget. Like that's <laughs> that's a different level. Yeah. I know that. I, no. I know that this movie probably doesn't count, but this is probably the best midget movie I think ever produced. Um, as you can see, it's oh, oh, man. Oh, that is that is cultural oh, appropriation. I'm oh, yeah, sorry, but that's like normal guy privilege, oh, <laughs> normal size guy funny. privilege. They could have gotten, you know, that black guy that they get for everything. What's his name? Uh, Gary Cole. Willow. What? No. What's his? What's Willow's name? Uh, not black. He's not black. He's, he's, it's no, a uh, black guy. Warwick Davis. Yeah, he's British. Yeah, he's Warwick a leprechaun. Davis. He's Irish. He used he's to be everything. He used to be everything under five feet from yeah. like nineteen ninety. Really to sweaty like right now, Hans. You guys just got caught. Did you I just get very excited? <laughs> I get oh, very excited yeah. when we talk about little people. <laughs> no, I mean I really do. I feel like I feel like we covered the, the truly the best of the Criterion Collection. We've got uh, <laughs> two two men, one hammer, uh, yeah. uh, little yeah, man. Like that's like one of the very few that we actually mentioned. The Lindsay Lohan video where she's child trafficking. <laughs> The Canyons is a famous uh, Criterion collection. You know what that, that video sounded like, Oki? I don't know if you guys have seen the video of the monkey on the motorcycle in some <laughs> third world country, and he hops off and then grabs a child and starts running away. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, they train the monkeys over there to kidnap kids and give them motorcycles to get around. I, I don't know how they do it, but it's <laughs> I gotta real. I got to see this. But I got to say, guys, uh, if you're going to do a thing about uh, Celtic pride, I'm all in. I'm gonna. I'm literally after we're done with this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna pour it. <laughs> oh God, that's and my I'm favorite watch Celtic movie. Pride. I think yeah. the biggest problem about Celtic Pride is that I don't think you can talk about it for an hour unless you're really. That's a good twenty minute production. I think episode. Yeah. 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 And then the forty minutes can go to criticizing Judd Apatow now. And Colin mm. Quinn. I was just looking it up, and Colin Quinn yeah. was also wrote it with. Judd Apatow, well, which is like what they didn't call in. They didn't call in right. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. He did a. He, he, he was hired right. as somebody to like polish it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Crocodile Dundee is probably my favorite Australian movie of all time. Um, second mm. only, and I I think that like all the other Australian movies. When I say the set, my second favorite, it's just it's like a huge gap, right? It's like Crocodile Dundee D- three, and then Wake and Fright. Yeah, Wake and Fright and number two, like, it's, but it's so it's Wolf so Creek. below Crocodile Dundee. Wake no, and Fright does, doesn't even like compare. Wolf and then, and then long no, actually, Long Weekend I think is better than Wake and Fright. I don't know if you guys have heard of Long Weekend, but it's a movie about uh, an Australian couple that goes camping in a camper, uh, and uh, the uh, uh, woodland critters kill them <laughs> because oh, they literally Wake and Fright. Waking Fright was um, that was uh, uh, Donald Pleasant's uh, making love yeah, to a man I, drunk, <laughs> pennies on his eyes. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah. That's then one that I don't understand. Run over. Oh, no, I, love, watched, I love I love Fright. He was just like yeah. I was just kill kangaroos and get drunk and fuck. That's, if I want to say like my top, like my actual like top five Australian yeah. films, and yeah. not like just be memeing about Crocodile Dundee, which I have no idea why. Uh, so uh, happy feet one it. two three <laughs> yeah uh, how do we kangaroo go? jack <laughs> no i would so i would say uh i would say probably my favorite is um is uh, it, it's technically maybe it's Chocolate. i don't know may, no maybe my favorite is is wake and fright but my others are like mad max to the road warrior oh yeah um the last wave by peter ware uh picnic at hanging rock i don't like Walk that about. movie you don't like Picnic and Hanging Rock? I fucking Rock? think it's so boring and gay. I don't know what that is. Dude, it's awesome. I, I love Have you guys I seen the Nighting and Hanging Rock? Have you guys seen Nightingale? No. Uh, have you that seen just came out. Yes. Animal Kingdom? The, the tw- tw- Animal Kingdom was... is sick. Fuck the movie. Not yes, the TV not show. the TNT Dennis Leary TV show the, that the they movie. somehow allowed. The movie's great. It's so sick. 
And especially that ending, that fucking final scene. It's like what like especially makes it. But I do love like, yeah, that movie's just great. I've shown it I, I've seen it so many times. Shown it ben Mendelssohn is so terrific in that film, just playing a creep. That's why I liked him a lot. Like that's why I like I was like I saw him first in that movie and I'm like, Ben Mendelssohn, yeah, fuck that guy that guy's he, good. he did that movie and Place Beyond the Pines in the same year, and then he just I guess got lost in Disney films. Which is very yeah, he ended up doing like Star Wars. Yeah, Place Beyond the Pines is like another movie that that's I think another is. good one. Yeah, yeah, it's really fucking sick. It seems yeah. like right after he did Lost River, the Ryan Gosling directed, like Ryan oh, yeah. Gosling trying to be Nicholas Winding Refn. I haven't film. seen that. It's yeah. not. It's not very good, but I think he, it, there's some visually interesting things about it. Um, there's like the the tire with the fu- like there's a tire on fire. I, yeah. I, I don't know. That's why I remember. That's that's like, that's just the trailer. movie. That's really yeah. what it is about. Um, <laughs> but that it's, reminds uh, me. Yeah, it's it's an okay film. It seems like right after that, that kind of put a sour taste in his mouth for doing smaller features because there was a lot of hype about that, and then it wound up getting released like direct to, to Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that happens. Like the celebrity doesn't really get shoes far as it used to i don't think that ryan gosling is like a terribly talented person he's very handsome he has like a cinematic face but i don't see him as like a talented person so i'm not surprised that he couldn't like make a like a good movie i don't think he's he's really shown that much because i don't really ask much of him you know it's like just look serious and Mm. say a couple lines he's just your forehead yeah um, I like that about him, though. To... I like I like that he's so subdued and he's not asked of much because it makes him stand out from everyone else who tries too hard. Like you have yeah. so many Eddie Redmayne. Oh, I'm going to go method. I'm going to I'm going to embody the character and be all of this, uh, you know, shit that is yeah. so not memorable nowadays. Is everybody trying to be Daniel Day Lewis? And Ryan Gosling is one of like the last few movie stars, in my opinion. He is that, but. It's his face more, more and like for some reason, Julie, it's just like, I guess his presence as well. But um, yeah, I, I don't know how to, I'm not an actor. I've never. Let me just, let me just, I don't know. Like, let me just tell, tell it to you like this. If I was going to be an actor, I would literally be Ryan Gosling from Drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got the jacket and everything. It's pretty, pretty cool. That's yeah, what we should have done. We should have all bought the no. jacket and did the show wearing the jacket. Like, oh, you guys are wearing it too? Listen, I hate <laughs> myself enough. I don't need to get the jacket I... so that I can hate myself more. Now, listen, uh, when it comes to Australian movies, I think that the Nightingale, uh, just to get real for a little bit, uh, is uh, Jennifer Kent. The, now the, you're going to get real? You're going to get real female. two hours yes. and 32 minutes into the show? Yes. Huh? Now you're going to get the, it real? The fe- the, oh, man. The, the female that did the Babadook. Yeah, Nightingale. The female. Is, did you, yes, that's. Did you like the Babadook? I, I did not. Was no. Fucking shit. No, I didn't, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the Babadook at all. But the Nightingale, oh. uh, it's it's very raw and it's very like eighteen hundreds violent raw type of shit. So it's 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 good. Uh, then Damn, you have Chopper. I don't know. If it, Damn, that sounds Chopper's cool. Chopper's sick. Yeah. Chopper's um, good. What's his name? What's Eric his name? Eric. Eric. Eric Banner. Yeah. Banner. Yeah. That's like his only. Like that's the only thing. He's ever been good in it's like well, no and then was... dread do you not see dread oh yeah dread, dread is awesome dread? dread is good yeah he's dread yeah. ah oh, he, oh he's yeah. like in the the remake of dread or yeah, yeah yeah the one not the salon one but the one that came yeah, out yeah, like, like 2003 who does he play? is he yeah, the bad the guy movie. in dread he's dread no he's dread he's no, like carl the, urban no, is dread no, carl yeah that's urban what i was, was dread oh, yeah this, that wasn't eric banna yeah, Eric Bana. Oh, can I'm, I? I'm racist like towards white fucking... people. I guess. Can I? Can I? Um, <laughs> can I shit talk a New Zealand film? Just you know, in the last yeah, yeah, last yeah. second here. Oh, yeah, they're so Peter cute. Peter Jackson's gay. Yeah. The they're piano. Sh- the piano was fucking gay. Yeah. Uh, I had to watch that for film school. Same. Harvey Keitel is in that, right? Or yeah, Harvey Keitel yeah. hangs dong in that. Yeah, um, he loves yeah. doing oh. that. He insists upon doing that in every feature he's in. Yeah, he did. That he did. Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, he like, did. Yeah. Went, oh! anyway, <laughs> yeah. And I remember watching that movie and going like, "What's the fucking point? Yeah. Why am I watching this? I don't like this movie." And everyone is telling me, like, everyone's in my fucking ear, going like, "This is a masterpiece." This is so great. This is a hallmark of cinema. 
And can you believe the gap tooth won a, uh, you know, a, a best at like best supporting actress award. Um, Anna Paquin, you know, like the youngest person to like win a best supporting actress she, award. Yeah. For what? For, 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 for the blood. piano. I don't even know what the piano, I know the pianist. I don't know what the piano is at all. The piano, the piano isn't piano a, is just, yeah, it's a, just a shit. Gay. Yeah. It's about a piano. <laughs> it's not, I, the, the pianist was gay, right? No, was I like a gay the Jewish boy. The pianist was like good. The pianist is good. But the pianist is about like a gay Jewish boy, right? No, no, no. It's a Holocaust no, movie. It's a Holocaust movie. Adrian Brody is 40 years old in that movie. But he's like Asian, like Jewish and gay, right? No, no, no. He's not gay. Oh. No. no he's, he's just gay. Oh, whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So what's the movie about the <laughs> No, the piano the is about. The, the piano, piano is, right. The, the piano is about an awful. I've never seen the piano. The piano is about an awful who moves to New Zealand and is butt hurt. I guess that her she can't like bring her piano with her or something like that. It it, it it's one of those things where it's like female empowerment, but she gets female empowerment by sleeping with Harvey Keitel. Yeah, it's been and he's like sleeping with her to give her something, or it's like this weird sort of relationship that that they have, and um and her daughter is like mute or something. It's the last time I saw this was nine years ago how do how what do you guys I'm... feel about nomad nomadland and promising young women i, I never watched Kino just put out a, a video on nomadland I, I i put about out a video on on how much i hated them right okay thank you yeah okay <laughs> that seems like I, I one thought... of those movies that i would never like i don't care about watching that shit like i i was so hoping boring. because we've uh, disagreed before on our movies me and kino obviously but I was hoping that your video was not going to be, oh, Nomadland was such a, you know, female discovery, whatever the fuck. Because I, I, like, I mean, I, I, I didn't understand what they were trying that kind to of do. Video and, and- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I always go with the, my opinion is not the one that they're going to go for. So I'm always kind of defensive with it. And especially with something like Nomadland, that one, didn't it win like best movie or best director or whatever? And it's a, a whatever. I think it won best kids at the at the MTV Movie Award. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Wait, so whenever guys. something like that comes out, that there's nothing in the movie other than this is a middle aged woman that lives in a fucking and shits camper. in a bucket. Wonderful. Yeah. Wait, um, I want to read you. Okay, so do you guys know about the uh, the uh, YouTuber named Karsten Runquist? No, no. I think okay. Uh, so I think he's come up with my recommendations. I'm not subscribed. I'm not familiar with them. Yeah. Okay. So Carson Runquist, he's like one of the he. So I've had a bit of a feud with him. He he doesn't know it though. I I've made fun of him in some of my videos before, <laughs> and um I've I've often publicly stated that if I was to fight somebody in a ring, I would fight Carson Runquist because of how pretentious he is. Um, and how I think his videos are annoying and that he's like the embodiment of like film Twitter of like a person who doesn't have any like of their own opinions on movies and just wants to, you know, it's like the Patrick Bateman thing. I just want to fit in. But anyways, his I almost put his review of Nomadland in my video because this review legit made me like just gag in my mouth. I'm going to read it to you guys right now. Oh, no. He gave it four and a half out of five stars, which, and he goes, Nomadland, of course, he capitalizes the entire thing. Nomadland is a film about people above anything else. It cuts like a person, absorbs like a person, observes like a person, and moves like a person. To experience Zhao's latest is to experience the feeling of sitting while still of sitting still while uncontrollably moving forward Yay. it uses those rare <laughs> let me finish it uses those rare pauses and moments of relief in life to their fullest potential that is an incomparable piece of work that exists in its own bubble a bubble gently floating through the air ready to pop but living in complete tranquility while it still can this will only get better with time that's Oki's like right. What a faggot. Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's like when I was in the film school and they would be like, well, now you have to watch 30 minutes of a guy eating a fucking cake in Italian neorealism. And you're just like, great. This stinks. Is that the Why am I James watching Franco a guy? Red in that movie? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I don't know. There's, I, I remember out. there's a movie. There's a movie where there's like a 20 minute scene where someone eats a cake 
And I was just like, why the fuck? No. Like, I French nothing the, about the this. The hooker in the 70s or whatever. Oh, was that? It was like she's uh, cleaning film, up and shit. And like, the, the it's like Claude. The, um, it's like Claude a, Yeah, it's like, it's the, it's like. I didn't the, watch the it. The title that's, is that's based what, on a That's screen. what I learned from school. That's what I learned from school, that I could just not watch them. <laughs> I was in film school, and I was like, I can just shit talk Tom Hanks the whole time I was there, and, and people would not realize that I'm not talking about whatever they were talking about, because they would be very sensitive about how much they like Tom Hanks. <laughs> so I would just pull that one. I would just pull that one and be like, I don't want to fucking watch this movie about nothing happening in Italy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, dude. I like Kino was reading that review, and I checked out halfway through, and I just downloaded Celtic Pride. So, <laughs> okay, so. listen, hey, we're about I we are very deathly close to hitting the three hour mark. So here's we're gonna wrap up the show, and before we do that, everybody has to give an underrated recommendation from the Criterion Collection, and Oki, oh. we're gonna start with you. Dude, I don't even know what the fuck's on the Criterion. That's why I picked you first. All right. Repo Man? <laughs> I don't know. Time. What the fuck? What's on Repo the Man's Criterion? Repo, just, like, hey, that actually is kind of an underrated and good one. So. Um, okay. You know what? I, I'm going to break your rule here, dude. Um, uh, I'm just going to recommend Gangs of Wasser Per. I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. but Gangs in New Indi- York. The Harvey Weinstein produced <laughs> Martin Scorsese film. Great. Hans, how about you? Actually, hold uh, on. Pover- Oki, wait, no, hold on. Shut up. I just realized. Oki, have you seen Repo Chick? No, no, no. He, yeah. So he, he, he made Repo Chick afterwards, right? The yes. director of it. Uh, Al- the the career of Alex Cox is so tragic because if you look at anything he's made uh, within the past twenty five years, it's it's the worst shit imaginable. It's like it, it's very nostalgia criticy in terms yeah. of its production level. Oof. Uh, rough um there there was another movie that uh other than reaper man that's apparently it's kind of good i've never seen it though um i don't know anyway, i don't I, I don't remember the name of it but if i looked through his imdb i would remember it uh watch jackie chan movies that's what i've been doing a lot recently gangs who Rasper. it's a five hour and 30 minute indian movie that's really good it's amazing gangster movie okay hans yeah, uh, Paul Verhoeven's that, Robocop. That, that's, that's it, Money Talks. <laughs> that's that's nice. mine. Okay, Ro- Paul Verhoeven's Robocop, the, the, you know, shooting someone's dick off. That's my pick. <laughs> I have two. I have two picks. Because one, I, I, I guess for different reasons. So my one Wild pick- Strawberries. No, no, no. Ate uh, my Bergman's uh, <laughs> Wild Strawberries. No, so, <laughs> and, and these picks are underrated because the director made other films that just get like talked about way more, but I think that these movies are honestly just as good. So until the end of the world by Vin Benders, which I think is underrated because uh, when it first released, the studio was like, so it's a four hour and 45 minute long film. You can split it up into two parts and vendors wanted that to happen. He was like, it should be split up into two parts because it almost works as two different movies. And the studio's like, no, we agreed to one movie that's under three hours long. So we're going to edit it and basically put out a two and a half hour long version of this. So it was kind of like Brazil, right? You know, it's like the edited version, the movie that came out to theaters was just shit because they just like completely just like scrapped everything that like gave the film its character and everything like that. that so a cool, people are cool cast too, William Hurt and. Maximum yeah, it's a super least. cool. It's a super cool movie. Like it's just a road trip throughout the entire world, and it's about like this nuclear satellite that's that's gonna hit the world and and cause like this giant EMP blast and put us back in the Stone Age. And they then they get caught in the outback and they're recording their dreams onto video. Holy shit! It's a it's a really cool movie, uh, but because of its botched release, you know, no one talks about it that much at least you know except it's yeah, like it says here it says here that it had a budget of 23 million and it made seven hundred fifty-two thousand. yeah yeah total it was a total yeah, bomb disaster. but i made a video on I, I made a video on it and the video didn't do too well the video bomb <laughs> so i guess it's just, so, I've never heard of, uh, you know i never heard of it but it sounds very interesting very yeah. like weird 
weird early 90s movie i i, yeah. I was watching uh i think it was called naked lunch oh yeah naked uh, lunch oh, yeah. Which is just like a weirdo fucking detective well, with like roaches and shit. i, I would weller. say yeah yeah peter weller yeah. yeah he was also in robocop yeah. yeah yeah um so no but what i would say about until the end of the world is just it's just got like this super cool vibe and like the story behind the making of it's like really really funny like um uh yeah obviously it was a 23 million dollar budget i think it might have even been less than that if i'm going to be honest they might have raised more money in post-production but uh then vendors just sent out like the 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 soundtrack to that had like every big artist from that time it had nick cave it had u2 it had talking heads like everyone was everyone so was this this is somewhat recent then what is this 90s 91 91 yeah. and yeah, so it was 91, and, um, like, the story of how U2 ended up doing the title track to the film, which ended up being, in honestly, their, one of their best films, Octon Baby, and it was just because Bono would hang out at the same cafe that Vin Vendors would hang out at in Berlin, and uh, Vendors had shot one of U2's videos uh, far away so close, because obviously that was essentially, like, a music video remake of Wings of Desire, and... Um, and so they they kind of knew each other. So he went to Bono. He pitched he pitched the idea like in this cafe. And Bono was like, okay, well, you know, if you act, if you can actually make it, like send me some, you know, send me some things, and maybe I'll put something together. He's like, oh, okay, great. So uh, after he after he shot the film, he sent it to, um, uh, you know, he's oh Peter Gabriel's another guy that like just like a whole bunch of people just came in and like did music for it almost like for free. Like a lot of these huge acts. Um, but anyways, he sent it to, he sent it to Bono. Bono sent back a, a, a tape that was like, Hey, hope this is good. And it was the title track for the movie, the, the tape called until the end of the world that ended up becoming a huge hit. And actually the soundtrack outsold the movie. Um, so I think they got their money back on the soundtrack, but they didn't what? get their money back on the movie. Um, what do you think of his other movies? Because I'm looking at his like track record, I guess, and and there's his, some movies with very like there's a Bill Pullman movie, there's Paris Texas. Well, yeah. So uh, what happens? I think it, it's kind of like the Apocalypse Now moment for Coppola, right? Where it's like they go and they make this like magnum opus, and it just stretches them to their limits, hmm. and it just kind of and it just kind of breaks them. You know, because you had before that, he made The American Friend. He made Paris, Texas, Wings of Desire, Alice in the Cities, Wrong Move, Kings of the Road, like all these great movies. And um, and then until the w- end of the world happened and with the completely botched release that bombed because, you know, all this kind of stuff, I can imagine that that just sort of took the wind out of his sails. Um, although I heard Pina, Pina was really good. I haven't seen Pina. But I heard that was really good. So I, I, the thing is that he shot that in 3D, and I almost don't want to like watch that on my screen. I want to see it in a, in right. a cinema. So I, I'm kind of holding off to to see that, like how it was supposed to be presented. But then the other the other movie that I would say is very underrated would be a uh, Baiser Volé or Stolen Kisses. And I think I I would just want to say the Antoine Duanel uh, series. A lot of people don't know that the 400 Blows is the is a first in actually a movie serial where it's um, the 400 blows, just like Quatre Saint Coup, and then it's Antoine Colette, Baiser Volé, Marriage Conchigal, and then Love on the Run. There's five movies in the series. Um, I really like Baiser Volé and Marriage Conchigal. Uh, and there's some good like anti-Asian jokes in uh, Marriage Conjugal. <laughs> they do yellow face in it. Um, <laughs> so you would really yeah. get Hans. Yeah, <laughs> that was around what the 1960s. So that was especially popular around. Yeah, then. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is that like whereas the Foreigner Blows is definitely like that kind of French New Wave, um, a bit more serious. I love the Foreigner Blows. I I can honestly watch it like all the time. It's one I of my favorite movies. The movie. first Criterion disc I might have bought was the 400. Blows. Yeah, it's it's an amazing film and. The, but the thing I think that maybe people don't talk about the other Antoine Duanel films, because those films are kind of like true foes, like Woody Allen movies in a sense, where it's like diary kind of stuff, like talking about his own personal life, is that they're more comedic. Like in Baiser Volé and Stolen Kisses, he's like, a, you know, it's him going from job to job, 
he works as like a private investigator, but he like sucks at it. And it's this kind of like slapstick comedy in Malish Kanjigal. There's even an appearance by a, a Monsieur Hulot, um, you know, the Jacques Tati character even makes an appearance and does like a, I, 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 I this is going over Hans's head. Yeah. I'm not really <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything so, French. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, Lupin. All right. I, I just want to ask. Just came out. Low res. Low res. Do you know who the character yeah. of Mister Hulo is? Uh, Jacques Tati. No. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Mon oncle playtime. Mister Hulo's holiday. Uh, yeah. So he makes a character like the the sequels are more comedic. They're more sort of like uh, um, romantic comedies, but not the kind of romantic comedies that you get in mid two thousands, but very French, you know, very sort of like have that kind of humor and they're still very well-made movies. I really like them and I think they're fantastic films, but it's just like you had the 400 blows. So you had this like masterpiece, this hallmark of cinema, anything that is going to come out after it, even there, even if they're eight out of 10, nine, out of 10, nine out of 10 movies, right they're always going to be in the shadow of that first film. So uh, they don't get talked about near enough when I think they should, but yeah, I would definitely recommend stolen kisses and, uh, but it, it's called Malish conjugal in, in French, but they translate it to bed and board. I don't know why a, that doesn't really translate, but. Well, I'm also, glad you, you did clarify. The, it's not like the end of the world. That's the one that I'm checking. <laughs> yes. Out. Yeah. I, I just want to say, I'm glad you clarified. It's, Nothing like uh, he's just not that into you or something's got to give from the mid 2000s, <laughs> these classic oh, rom-coms. I, I really had that impression in my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Francois Truffaut. This is yes. kind of movies he made. It's very James L. Brooks. Um, yeah. Can't hardly wait. Yeah. <laughs> Can't. yeah. Uh, the, the, I would actually recommend two as well, although one is only a short film. And I don't know how underrated it is, but it's certainly not a film that is uh, discussed as often as it should be. And that's Mishima, Life in Four Chapters by Paul. That Schreiber. is a great oh, movie. That's a great movie. That, you know love. what's great about that movie? That when we did a, an episode about that director, oh, uh, Lores <laughs> gave me a list that didn't include that. <laughs> I, film, did, so I, I fucked didn't that, see it. that episode up so bad. We had two other guys on who were like big Paul Schrader fans. I was like, all right, so here's a comprehensive list for Paul Schrader. We're not going to get into all It's just his Facebook it. posts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just the basics here so we got uh you know dominion the exorcist prequel we got uh, yeah. dog eat dog just like not the most i watched like films i watched i watched every exorcist sequel and i watched every <laughs> uh nicholas cage movie that paul schrader has done and then they start the talking about Mish- the, Mish- uh, the re-edit what is dark. it mishima mishima i don't even know what it's called because Mish- i haven't seen no. it uh, and, they, and they're both of both of the guests that we have nick and, and robbie were like oh this is probably his best one and i was sitting here like oh great so uh, i just i didn't watch it either I so we were just like <laughs> yeah so uh next he winds up doing we just we casually <laughs> glossed over that and uh patty hearst which both are great films patty hearst's yeah. vinegar syndrome release and that's oh, I mean, and he made a movie about patty hearst yeah it's terrific oh, it's great. a great oh, satire on the current socio-political climate and if you can get it's, a copy of that very relevant it's, yeah it's terrific. Okay. very relevant yeah, to now i know a yeah. lot about the patty her story i mean she 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 got convinced she got you know uh kidnapped and then convinced by a terrorist group to you know join them and they they she presented that way too on the film where you're just kind of like oh these dumb white bitch <laughs> for it, most it, of the movie <laughs> it, it does feel much like that should be like how it pans out. I yeah. Yeah, I'm very interested to watch that. That, that oh. movie's terrific. Yeah. Um, so Mishima Life in Four Chapters, which is uh, kind of nothing like, I mean, most of Paul Schrader's films. Uh, and he masterfully directs a half Japanese uh, American production. And I don't think, you know, you would watch that and probably not assume it wasn't a Japanese director. So he does this and, uh, you know, it's visually stylish uh, and probably one of the most um, just captivating films, I think, of the 1980s. Uh, also interesting to note, I think Francis Ford Coppola and, and George, George Lucas. Lucas produced it. Uh, mm-hmm. And this can also be joined with Patriotism, which was directed by the man Yukio Mishima, 
and is also in its own right visually interesting, especially for you know having a, a gory elements in the 1960s shot on uh, you know stark black and white film. It's uh, I, I think it's a it it's hard to judge it as a film on its own because it's only about 20 minutes long, uh, but it's a nice little DVD set because it comes with um, I think a novella of his as well to accompany that that the uh, the the movie is based on. So. Yeah, those are two two of my picks anyway. Yukio Mishima is a very interesting person. Who yeah, tried to start fascinating character. Yeah, uh, ultra nationalist. Start to try to start a coup and then uh, committed Harakiri. Harakiri. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Paul yeah. Schrader is very good, especially if you just follow him on social media. He's very memorable. He said <laughs> recently. He said Focus Features told me I can't post anymore, so this is it for now. And then twenty four hours later, he's like, "They thought I cast Rupert Everett because he was gay. Where did they get this?" <laughs> and it was attached to a gmail dot com of... link. Didn't he say something about Asian actresses or like that whatever Asian one. actresses? Yeah. Gets yes, caught? he said. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! He, After he, you guys told me about that, he's been posting. I found his Twitter account. And it's great. He said, I, "I want Chinese, Japanese, Korean in that order. Who are the best <laughs> actresses?" I mean, he's you know asking for help. That's, that's very progressive <laughs> of him. You know, he doesn't know what he's going to go to Wikipedia and look for Asian actresses. Good for him. Paul yeah. is like with the you know his finger on the pulse. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's know. one way to put it. On the pulse. <laughs> pulse. Well, uh, that that's been that's been this this. I think this is a two parter. To be honest with you, this is almost three hours long. I'm getting the most yeah. out of this. I'm getting a week out of this. Uh, so why don't you guys just give your plugs real quick? Uh, All right, Oki, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. Oki, Oki's weird stories on YouTube. Uh, I have my Patreon. If you just fucking click my YouTube channel, you'll find all my. Links at the top right-hand corner. Got my Patreon. Give me money. Uh, my Twitter. Look at my Samurai Sword. Uh, my Reddit. Join it. Discord. Whatever. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Weird stories. And I am the Kino Corner. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, try not to find me on Twitter, unless you want a whole different side of me. Uh, I'm on a very pretty much seductive side. A very very seductive side. Very, side. very H word. Come the yeah. very, very Paul Schrader side. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I let my inner Paul Schrader out on on social media. Uh, on YouTube, I'm like the, you know, I'm just like the nerdy guy that just likes talking about movies. I mean, doing this sort of semi ASMR type, you know, voiceover and stuff your like that. I is only really fun. the polar opposite of your Twitter feed. I would be stunned <laughs> if I just knew you through there. How many and, times and, have people told you that, Keanu? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's everyone. Everyone tells me that. They're like, they're like, yeah, I I knew you from Twitter, and then I saw your YouTube, and I was like, "Am I? Is this the same person?" Like, got his not... YouTube channel. I was like, Tarkovsky's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, it's just like, Boy. yeah. <laughs> your, your, ne- <laughs> your, your next video is it should be like, okay, well, the shit in Salo tasted like. I already made a video. He did more that. Like he cooked the, this shit. Oh, he did. Hans, you just you you suggest yeah, this is already very, done four yeah. times over. <laughs> You're acting like this isn't like just Saturday night, you know. <laughs> um, I can give you the recipe for the the shit and salads. It's really easy. It's condensed milk. It's chocolate. It's crushed biscuits, and it's orange marmalade. Look, really easy to make. You can figure it out yourself. It actually tastes pretty. good good is it tasty all right yeah it tastes pretty good it tastes like fudge it tastes like fudge with a little bit of you know do you mean biscuits as in like biscuits and gravy or the uk slang uk biscuits uk Ah, biscuits cookies yeah yeah chips yeah (laughs) yeah chips you know you just get like one of those like you know like what you make schnitzel with you know like the like mallet type of thing and you just put them in a ziploc bag and you just whack them you know until it's like crumbs and then you just put it in there it gives a little bit of texture you know what i mean like you need that little bit of texture and (laughs) you just have to make sure to to not put too much condensed milk in there otherwise it'll be too diarrhea-y and not like solid enough but anyway smoothie you got a good milkshake from mcdonald's (laughs) but you can make it in like five minutes it's it's a really easy thing but yeah, I'm the Kino Corner on YouTube. I'll also be uploading my movie onto Amazon Prime. And but I'll 
when I do that, I'll, I'll put out all the stuff on my YouTube and on my Twitter for people to find that pretty easily. Um, and what's yeah, the, what's the release date of the film? It's going to be my birthday. It's going to be June 29th. Um, I'm going to be turning. The thing with yeah. Justin Wang, live stream with Justin Wang. <laughs> yeah, so on June 29th, we're also doing a uh, live stream with Justin Wang. That is confirmed. We'll be talking about Liquid Sky um a weird 80s movie but probably we'll we'll talk about it for five minutes and then Liquid we'll talk Sky. About i i just think this i've justin wang the, the second most popular asian adjacent person after me justin yeah. wang that's true <laughs> hans you're, you're definitely the most popular <laughs> <laughs> he has long white people hair that's not fair oh. <laughs> this is just balding and sad like me what the fuck <laughs> he's probably more asian than you dude yeah oh 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. Uh, liquid sky is that is that a like a european uh maybe not a musical but like a no it's like movie? this it's like this low budget sci-fi sex thriller um that takes I, place I, is in there new a york chess rip of it on youtube i feel like i might have watched this movie somewhere i don't recently. know I don't know, but it's on Amazon Prime, hmm. an HD version of it. But it's like about this alien, or it's it's about these. It's like about the fashion industry, and these this UFO lands on this um, skyscraper, this apartment building. I don't know. Like it's just about. It's just really strange. It's like one of those kind of more like atmospheric type of like just like what the fuck am I watching kind of movies? Like there's not a whole lot to it. It was just like this weird movie that Justin Wang was like, yo, Kino, have you seen this? And he said it on a stream, it's like, yo, Kino, have you seen Liquid Sky? It's like really weird. And we should talk about it, but we're is probably going to talk is about. It, is it like um, watching Astro, Astro Zombies? I, 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 seen Astro no, Zombies? I haven't seen, I haven't seen, seen it. That, no. Which is just like Plane 9, where it's just bad just like no, people liquid, trying to do something good but it's bad and just i wouldn't uh, say liquid i wouldn't say liquid sky is good but i wouldn't say it's bad either. liquid sky i i have seen now that i've looked it up and it's like a highly aesthetic uh early 80s film if you yeah. if you're into that check out kamikaze 89 with uh, okay. uh fassbender as the star and he wears like a leopard jacket it's his final thing period uh yeah he acts in it okay and, Apparently, he secretly uh, directed it as well. He just kind of alphaed his way into directing from being the star. Um, I think the director's name is Wolf Grimm. And it is, uh, it is such a bizarre film. And it also feels very uh, today, very contemporary. Yeah. Uh, certainly worth checking out. I think it's free on Tubi. And um, some like, okay. uh, like anime app called Midnight Express or something. Midnight. I don't know. It's good, though. It's easy. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, I like Fastbender. I like the World on the Wire. Not to get us on the whole yeah thing, but all right. That has yeah. been movies for for this week or two weeks or three episodes. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening.